welcome everybody to this week's issue of Beauty and Business. And I'm actually here with Sabrina Ellis from Minnesota in the USA. Hi, Sabrina. Hi, Elle. How are you? I'm great. And for those of you that are not aware, Sabrina is actually our first USA trainer for Brassics International, and she's just had her first masterclass only last weekend. So that was that was amazing. It was so exciting. Yes. Yes. It was fabulous. Lovely. It's beautiful to, to, to work with you, and it's just been fantastic. And I think that today we wanted to really... Uh, we wanted to touch on a very, very, and actually probably not just touch on it, but really delve into it, into a very, very important um, belief that is held by much of the beauty industry and beauty professionals, not of any fault of their own, but that it's, it's what you call the, uh, we've mentioned it as the ironclad belief, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, and that really ironclad belief. Yeah, and that very sadly, this belief is actually limiting so much of uh, what is possible for women and and their beauty. Which you know, th- that's our responsibility is um, is to uh, to our clients, our clients to offer them everything that's possible, to offer them all of the expertise, the facts, what's actually true, so that they can look upon us as their beauty advisors, their 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 leaders, their their experts. Right. And uh so you know, the belief we're gonna share right now is is quite interesting because it um when we come from this particular belief, we actually choose differently. We look for things for solutions differently. We we actually look for solutions that are extremely limited and limit not only our our careers, but our businesses, and uh, and the the authenticity of our businesses, which is an absolute key, because we know that you know whenever we are in business, we are no matter what we're doing, no matter what we what words we're uttering, what material we're putting out to market, posts we're putting on Facebook, we are building a brand, and we do have we the, are we are and we have the spotlight on us, and so we should because women are looking towards us. To actually, uh, you know, they're looking to us, towards us, to to choose which one of us is going to become their 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 beauty expert, the leader, their advisor, their trusted advisor. So let's um, let's talk about this belief and let's let's share it. So mm-hmm. the belief is, would you like to share it, Sabrina? Actually, why don't you? Share I'd it? love to. I'd love to. That ironclad belief that many many beauty therapists still hold near and dear to their hearts is that their clients' brows do not grow back. And it and it uh, defines the way they move with their clients each time they work on their brows. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? It's so true. And we're going to go one step further. Thank you for sharing that. And you shared it so beautifully because, you know, it really is what we believe is so powerful because it controls our destiny. It controls our choices, it, and in fact, it limits often our choices. Or if we're believing something that is actually factual and true, then we expand our choices. We're expanding um, our destiny, and we're changing our destiny. So, if we have that belief, if we just look at it um, from the perspective of those beauty professionals who have no fault of their own, are believing this. You know, this is really important right. for us, isn't it? That we 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 really clearly um, articulate this that you know it's, it's, we really feel 
um, we have a lot of empathy for the beauty industry professional that really holds on to this belief and we don't in any way, we're not criticising them, we're not you know, in any way saying that um, they should know better, it's just that this is their belief. But the, the issue with the belief, if you hold it as an ironclad belief, is that when you, you really believe the brow doesn't grow back, so that you're looking for a solution to this problem. When this problem isn't really, the, isn't, doesn't really exist 100% of the time. So, for example, Correct. if you believe this, this belief, you're going to look for the solution, which is going to be a brow extension, you're going to be looking for microblading, tattooing, that, that's what you're looking for. But if you were to step back and think, well, you know, Brassica International is actually sharing with us that statistically they've done the research that over 92% of women who believe their brows don't grow back actually do. Wow. That's amazing. And if you were to let that belief in, you would then look out into the world and you would not be looking for a solution to the belief that brows don't grow back. Does that make sense? Kind of like the belief. Absolutely. Of, the belief that brows don't grow back make you go looking for a solution to this problem when really the problem is very small. Because if we if we right. consider the statistic of more than ninety two percent of women who believe their brows don't grow back that they actually can, then we're looking at like maybe you know less than eight percent um, whose women that's correct you know, of women whose brows actually cannot be restored at all. I mean, that's a very small percentage. And yet women are running, you know, business and beauty professionals are actually running their entire businesses on, on the idea that, oh, yes, your brows don't grow back and yours don't and yours don't. And yours. This is just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's actually running a business on um, a misunderstanding and a falsity. And what we're doing is we're saying to our clients, well, yes, your brows don't grow, and so you need one of these alternatives. And the sad part right. about that is that we are not, and we want to, because this is what's beautiful about our industry is that beauty professionals, their hearts are so big, and they, they want to do what's absolutely best for their clients. I mean, I know that about every beauty professional I've ever spoken to. So for me, it's kind mm -hmm. of like quite sad when I when I think that um, when I think that actually. Um, you know, this is happening for them. And that somehow, right. because of a lack of knowledge or the lack of or just having a belief, really, that the brow doesn't grow back, that they're walking down this path and they're actually uh, not wholly taking care of their clients um, in a way that they could and that they really, truly, dearly would want to. I know that for a fact. So it's quite right. kind of interesting, isn't it, how when we... When we look at this belief, how it's influencing this false belief, how powerfully it is influencing an entire industry and also creating an epidemic that we're going to have to deal with and that businesses are going to have to deal yeah. with. Um, what yeah. are your thoughts on that, Sabrina? Well, with regard to the epidemic, yeah. um, okay. I definitely, yes, yes, I definitely think that moving forward into the next decade, if you will, as all of these uh, young women are getting their their brows microbladed because they don't realize that their brows can grow back or they have accepted and held on to the belief that they don't grow back. 
And then as they move forward and become mothers and move into their 30s and then into their 40s, they're going to really spend time looking in the mirror, wondering what they have done to their beauty. And I think that for many of them, because of that statistic of 92%, many of them, their brows would have grown back. Uh And perhaps Uh maybe still would, but Uh they're still going to be dealing with the tattooing and or the microblading Uh that may have caused damage um, when they get to that point. Uh, you know, I think that I think that you know that 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 is true. That you know, and I, and, and I would I would be as bold as to say that it's not even going to be that long. And, and what that, you know, what what I'm finding is that we and you would know too in our in our community, our Brown family, we have mm-hmm. so many girls that have trained extensively in microblading and other alternatives that come to us and say, I just want to do this anymore. I'm I want to give my right. clients what's absolutely best for them. And, and please, you know, I want to be a salon, I want to be a salon. I want True Brow in my salon. I want my salon to, to be to be valued for its authenticity and for being able to offer women what is absolutely true rather than a shortcut. And, and of course, there right. are so, you know, some of these girls that have been using these alternatives, uh, well, all of them actually, are persuading and showing these clients that are coming in for these alternatives what they are actually now able to do and they're creating this incredible loyalty. They're creating an incredible, um, uh, you know, like almost like their brand is based on authenticity, on what is absolutely best for the client. And there's nothing like authenticity when you're building a brand. And uh, one of our newest, the True Brand Distinction, which is one of our newest programs we're launching, is all about building brands. How do you build your brand? And how do you, what does True Brow I mean? How is our, our brand? What's it built on? And it's built on authenticity. Um, and, and that's right. what we give to each and every one of our salon owners. So, so for me, it's kind of like when I see this, this turnaround and salon owners are coming to us and all they're saying, I don't even want to touch the alternative. I want what's real for my clients. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like my heart just opens and I just I feel so humble and I feel so so humble um, and, and you know because you know at the end of the day what are we doing is we're looking out for that that the woman that you know that 90 to 92% or more these women who who need us to stand, take a stand for them and say hey you know you're not getting the full disclosure you know I now have the information I have a brand that's going to stand up for you as is our, our as is our, our salon and we're going to create for you what you really want, which is we're going to get your, right. your natural brow back. And there are no shortcuts to learning this. this you, know, you have to. No, have there to are no it. shortcuts. Yeah. You've got to do the work. Um, and as a salon owner, you, you really earn earn the, the certifications. You really earn the um, the rewards of the loyalty that comes back. But, you know, I, I just want to really, really... Again, really concerned that this is not against anyone who has the belief that the brothers can grow back. It's really critical for me that you know everyone understands that it's completely understandable that if you don't have the knowledge, if you don't have that cutting edge knowledge that that is the true brow system, and and of course then the true brow business model that that makes those two become a reality and really set you free. 
uh, in your salon to bring forth a, a completely different um, service, a completely different um, status for your salon. It's completely understandable that you, know, you, you feel that, um, you know, it's clearly, you know, that belief has really kind of got a hold. And uh, it's understandable. Right. And and so for us, you know, today what we want to do is just loosen that a little bit. And and, um, and yeah, it's interesting, you know, recently I had a, I was speaking to a salon owner just by chance. I popped in when one of the team was talking to to her, and um, and I, you know, just said hello. And she was looking at doing uh, introducing the True Bear brand into her business and wanted to know more. And she really said, you know, I've been with my clients for 10 years and their brows just don't grow. And I mean, we're not saying that a hundred, we've never said 100% of women's brows grow back. We've never, ever made that statement. And we never, ever will. Right. It's not true. However, right. I, you know, my, I guess what I, what was really important for me to share with her is what about the, um, what about if, you know, the, those, those clients, there's a, a very high percentage of those that she just doesn't know how to, Restore their brows quite yet. And what about the other right. like, over 92% that are walking around that wouldn't even consider her salon that would suddenly start to turn around and look and go, well, actually, hang on a minute, I actually want true brow. I want what it offers. Right. That brand really is standing up for me and I want that. You know, that, what about all of those women? And she was, she was just, she was floored by. And very, very open. She was beautiful, really open. And she said, you know, I really, I don't know how to restore them. So in fact, you're right, I don't even know if, you know, the women that I've been working on for the last 10 years, how many of them I could actually restore their brows. So it was just really, right. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's just so, as I said before, it's so humbling when I have that, that salon owner that is like saying, you know, I want, I want to be able to, I want to bring this into, I want true brow in my salon. I want that level of authenticity. I want a brand that actually puts me first and, and really is prepared to stand up for, for what's true rather and what's authentic because that's important to them. So you said something actually, yes. Sabrina, about the uh, I don't know. I'd love you to go into that a little bit. You, you were speaking about that with me sure. earlier. I just loved it. I loved it. Would you share with everybody? Yes, actually. Uh, when you were talking about this salon owner that you recently spoke with, I was thinking of how beautiful it is that she was actually willing to say, I don't know, because I think that we run up against so many women in the beauty industry who are not willing to say, I don't know, in particular people that have a little bit of time under their belt and, you know, sort of feel like they've done their work in the trenches and, don't really think that anyone can teach them anything. And um, I find it tragic when people don't have or a person doesn't have the capacity to say, I don't know, because I think without that capacity, you don't open up room for growth. You really don't open up room for growth. And when you have the capacity to say, I don't know, so many doors open for you. It's in particular beautiful. from a creative aspect. Mm, it's really beautiful. And, and I think that it's about the, the words you used the, um, earlier the, uh, when I was chatting with you is vulnerability. It really is when, when we have to, you know, our beliefs, as far as I know and from what I've taught in the past, our beliefs have, um, sadly, have a hold on us. They actually make up our identity. 
they, uh, they make mm-hmm. up who we think we are. So when we have a belief and someone questions it, it almost feels like they're, they're taking a little part of us uh, with them. You know, it feels like they're taking a part of us and wanting to rip it out or something like that. You know, it can feel, right. it can feel, right. it can feel quite extreme. And so when someone has a belief and, and you challenge the belief by bringing in, um, even if it's before and after photos, and if they, if they're not open to that belief being flexible or they're not, they're not able to allow that belief to drop away, they can get actually quite anxious. And, uh, and they can, they can right. then appear through that anxiousness to become defensive. But in actual fact, they, you know, our beliefs, when we hold on to our beliefs, we become, we, they harden us and they, they limit us so severely. And I've seen this in all of the, the empowerment workshops, everything that I've ever done with women over the years. And, uh, that, you know, if, if when, you, when you look at your beliefs, if you have a willingness to, to, to look at your beliefs as something that is never ironclad, then what happens is as mm-hmm. a human being, you have the opportunity to be vulnerable, as you mentioned to me earlier, and really allow what's new to come in and to explore it. And, and through this exploration, you begin to actually see that there, there may be something that you don't know yet. And for me, that's, right. that's been, you know, the story of my entire life is that, the, that mm-hmm. you know, when I hit 32 and my life fell apart, I was really so open and I was prepared for every single one of my beliefs to be questioned. And I mm-hmm. actually literally said, I just don't know anything. And so the beauty of that was that I really began to, as a human being, I began to see more, feel more, know more. I began to build a life that was based on my own beliefs that I had inquired into that I knew were true rather than just what I was told through magazines or what I was told by other people, even my own parents. I questioned everything. And so I guess what we're talking about here, about the belief of browse don't grow back, it feels really solid for some people, really ironclad. And, mm-hmm. you know, and we have to really understand why, because in a way they're anxious because it's like you're questioning the basis of where they're coming from. They've made decisions from that belief. They've gone out and they've done training courses. They've built businesses on this belief. And all of a sudden, you know, here comes this company and says, well, sorry guys, but have a look at what we're doing and, 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 and we really want to share with you that maybe you've had a misunderstanding or you know, so it's quite it's a challenge right. and it's not gonna it's not gonna be okay for everybody to to just, you know, open up their arms and say, Well, we believe you. But the point is that we don't right. need everybody. We just want the salon owners that, that absolutely have that level of where they just say, well, you know, this is, I, I want this level of authenticity in my brand. I want my brand right. to stand for what is absolutely authentic and I'm prepared to drop everything I ever believed. And, you know, we've got hundreds of those salon owners. I mean, they're mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and they're the ones that we're reaching and extending out to, aren't we, really? Yes, they are. You have to really believe. It has to really speak to you. If it doesn't, I don't know, I just have this vision that you just won't fly with it. Mm. You're not going to take flight 
And I think that, you know, it's, I mean, that's only one side of it, isn't it? It's the belief that brows don't grow back mm-hmm. and you drop that. And mm-hmm. you, you, you know, you actually look at the before and afters. And, and you know, the, the, the thing is, and Sabrina, you will you're gonna agree with me, obviously, because you know the truth of it. So much of what we do in our community is not visible. Because it's on our life classes right. and it's on our brand management system boards and these are the restorations that are happening behind the scene that are like, you know, two months in, right. six weeks in, three weeks in, four, seven, right. eight months in. No one gets to see those. I mean, you know, and there's right. thousands of them, you know, where women are just having their mm-hmm. beautiful brows restored um, by these amazing true brow specialists who are just, you know, thriving because women want this so much. So it's it's kind of interesting for us, and it isn't for everybody, and um, and yet for the salon owner that again really wants to base their their brand because that's what they're doing. They're building a brand, whether they know it or not. Right. Their brand on what's authentic and what's true, and and they want to, they want to they know the power of that. And you can't fake mm-hmm. it. You, know, you can only fake it with with people for a certain amount of time and then they'll just they'll eat your right. life. You know, it's like you just can't yes. build a brand on 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 faking it. It's just impossible. So I think that that mm-hmm. misunderstanding, um, I mean, you know, one of the things that we're going to be doing, um, which I'm very excited about, is uh, running uh, public webinars around the world where we will be educating women on the true facts of what, what's actually true. Uh, because, you know, mm-hmm. for me, it's reaching the end user, you know, the, the women out there, and educating them is my absolute passion. Um, they have a right well, to know. That's who we're ultimately responsible to. Yeah, and they have a right to know. They have a right to know the truth. They have a right to know the full, full disclosure um, so they can make powerful choices for their beauty. And um, and if we can, you know, as many of them as we can actually prevent from from stepping in and doing something that is, you know, absolutely unnecessary. I mean, that's, that's our responsibility as a brand, isn't it, really? Yes. So I think we've really, really uh, shared with everyone, you know, our thoughts on, on this belief. And, uh, and I really, I really love, um, I love your contribution. I love, I'd love for you to share anything else, Thank Sabrina, you. That, um, that you feel is, is, is important as, because, you know, you're, you're right there in the, in the front line, you're actually working with clients. Right. So what do you think is, because um, I mean, it's not only the beauty professional that believes their brows don't, their brows don't grow back, not all of them, but well, it's the ones that do. Absolutely. All, yeah. So, so there's something, I guess, that you, when you're working with clients, how, how would, you know, what would you like to share with us, with our audience, really, about how you, how you find that? And I, I think you used the word magical, like at one point. Yes, I did. Um, well, so I, I did use that word, and I, I think it's important first to understand as a beauty professional that our clients really are looking for us to lead them, and we get to choose. Are we going to lead them authentically, or are we not going to lead them authentically? And when you have a client come in who has held on to this belief, uh, it's hers, it's also been reiterated by different beauty professionals that she has visited that have taken care of her her brows and you have to work to undo those beliefs and um, really try and reach her and and in some cases you have to just believe for them 
and get them uh, or help or help lead them rather to to trust in the knowledge that you have, the elite training that you have received through uh, Brow Secrets International with the True Brow System, and then just believe for them. Just hold that vision and believe for them. And then at some point, there's a magical moment at whichever appointment it is, and they believe. They start believing, and they they pop off of your table. They look in the mirror. They look back in the mirror. They can't believe it. And that is the magical moment when your client starts believing, and that's fun. That's just really fun. Isn't that beautiful? And I think that, you know, for salon Mm -hmm. owners, that is what, that's the building of loyalty. It's like our Mm -hmm. salon owners are are reaping the rewards of, you know, they being able to create that almost miracle for the client where everyone else is telling them they Mm -hmm. can't have it. And our salon owners that work with the True Brow brand um, actually are saying, well, these are the facts. And so there's, there's like a loyalty right. to the brand. The, the, the brand of the salon, the salon brand, immediately has this, um, it, it's just like this incredible um, attachment almost. Like it's like because trust and, and it's like amazing what happens with it. And, and I found that mm-hmm. with my clients, my clients were just, just madly in love with what I stood for and how much I would stand up for them. Like I, they knew my brand, my salon stood up for them and that I was uncompromising and I would do all my research, I would do everything that I could and I think that in a way, you know, now it's the same thing. It's like a foundational belief for me, the foundational value that I hold, even at Brassex International, I know that my the community, our family knows that I will stand for them. I've always put them first. I right. make business decisions um, where they're always first because for me that's what a true brand, um, sorry, not a true brand, a brand, any brand, that's what our real responsibility is as a brand. And, you right. know, it, it was so interesting. Recently I watched The Founder, which is a movie about um, Ray Kroc who took McDonald's from the McDonald's brothers and made it huge. Yes. And, yes. you know, the McDonald's brothers were just so in love with what they were producing and the food that they were putting out there and, and the milkshakes. And when he came along, he just cared about the bottom line and his success. And he took it and he made it huge. Right. But he didn't care about the end user. He didn't care what he was feeding them or giving them. All he was looking at was the bottom right. line. So he put himself first right. rather than... And this is, these are the brands of the past. You know, it doesn't matter how big McDonald's right. is and how huge it is. It's gone through such an evolution because it had to because people are sick and tired of what is false. And right. the marketplace is just not going to put up with it. And this is just the beginning. I mean, this is just the beginning of the change where if a brand can't stand up for what is true and be authentic and really hold its ground, it will be eaten alive. And we did see that with McDonald's. We saw that. We saw that yeah. how they had to change their menu. They had to, you know, and if, it was, if they weren't into real estate, they probably would have really not survived. Right. So, you know, it's kind of interesting when you look at brand building and you look at what are you building your brand on and, and, and it is on your beliefs. So should you question your beliefs? 
absolutely every single one of them. Anyone that wants to be a salon owner that continues to grow in and to differentiate now, the way that the, the world is, is, is moving, there's just you just don't have a choice. You have to do that to to, right. to grow and thrive and, and create a financial freedom really, um, which is I think what everyone ultimately you know, we, we might not enter the industry for that, but then we, we start to see what it really means to give and to, to beautify and to, to make other women and people happy. And, and we want to create financial freedom for ourselves. Why wouldn't we? I think it's a really, it's, we deserve it. And uh, we deserve right. to, to really create something beautiful. Lovely chatting with you, Sabrina. I just love our talk. Likewise. Really <laughs> Me too. I hope our audience is enjoying our talks as much as we enjoy doing them. <laughs> we have a great time. <laughs> we do. It's fantastic. I want to thank you so, so much. And um, uh, yes. we're going to say thank goodbye you. to everybody. And uh, we'll be back. Thank we you. We will. Bye now. <laughs>